Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Caleb Henry in with you this evening, coming up on 508 in the capital city. There is plenty of news coming out of the weekend. We will get to that. We do have a guest in studio, a full house, as a matter of fact, and we will be taking your calls in the second half of the show. But first, we do need to get a statement from management. I'm joined with operations manager Steve King, who's going to be in here for the whole hour. Steve, floor is yours. Well, I know that earlier today, and actually over the weekend, there was a tweet that went out by the NEGOP, and... Over the weekend, we've received a number of phone calls, and one of the reasons why uh, Commander is not in today is we've had some discussions behind the scenes uh, regarding the tweet that did go out. Uh, we haven't made any comments on the air. We've reported the news as it as it is, but we've not gone into great detail because we had a lot of things to talk about behind the scenes in management. We didn't feel that it was appropriate to have discussions about the subject on the air until we've had discussions in-house and had discussions with the commander himself. So we wanted to take a moment and let you know that these things have been discussed. They have not been ignored, but we wanted to make sure that we took care of business in-house before we start talking about things out outwardly, because I don't think it's fair to all the parties involved, specifically those people who were who were part of the uh, the tweet that went out, uh, the commander himself and the, uh, GO, the uh, Nebraska GOP. So I want to put that out there that uh, we've been talking and we'll continue to talk. And today, I know we're just going to fill in for him in the meantime and see how things go uh, with the more discussions as they go on. Good, bad. Otherwise, we always welcome your comments on the Rick Stein Recognition talk and text line. That's 402-479-1400. We'll get to the phone calls in the second half of the show. Text messages. You guys can do that 24-7. The tweets, by the way, just so that we can um, understand full context here yep. before we dive into the conversation. First, the original tweet from Jane Klebb, who is with the Nebraska Democratic Party, says, quote in her tweet, The at NEGOP says, Gambling devastates the family, who is going to tell them the majority of voters supported expanded casinos in our state. GOP are fun haters, job killers, and freedom crushers. Their sad platform. And then she gives the GOP website, which, I guess, there you go. You can go check out the uh, Nebraska GOP website. The quote tweet in question, Mm -hmm. which has led to the weekend discussion, and obviously the discussions throughout the day, from at NEGOP, quote, like fun haters against fellatio being taught to school-aged children. Jane Klepp, well, you are right. We have principles and values. Not everything goes. Policies, sorry to be sane. And below that, a graphic image that we will discuss here in this segment. And we are joined by a guest because we learned earlier today through social media that we were being tagged and folks were uh, being told to download the KLIN app, which is which, free, uh, and we welcome all of you guys on streaming. From iTunes and Google Play, you're welcome <laughs> to download it. As a matter of fact, Matt, uh, you were the guy who kind of told everybody to download the app. So we've seen a great a great uh, spark in, in our interest in our app. So to that, i got to give you credit on that one. So This is, uh, by the way, this is Matt Innes, who is in studio. He has been um, on Drive Time Lincoln. He's been on KLIN before, and former Lancaster County Republican Party chair until 2015. Um, also ran for Senate in 2020. Um, and so you're in now. Was it? Did, did you reach out to folks to talk about the the topic at hand, the the books being in schools, or or how how does that that conversation get started with your involvement? Well, 18 months ago, we started putting information together. We 
received a tip from somebody inside the State Board of Education that there's going to be very controversial standards that are going to be pushed that we need to look at. So we were able to get a file a month before they released them on March 10th. We looked through the file and we realized right away, wow, this is not good. Um, you know, you have everything from teaching kindergartners, uh, you know, about gender and gender identity to teaching 12-year-old girls about anal, oral, and vaginal sex. Mm. Um, and we're like thinking, all right, and, and that's not even, I mean, that's, that's just the small stuff of it. And so we thought, well, we started putting it all together and realized, well, we cannot send out a 64-page file because nobody would read it on social media. So we decided to develop memes and put them out there. Um, we dropped our first meme the day after they dropped their standards. Then we kept putting more and more out there to educate people on what was going on. May 7th, Matthew Bloomstank came out and he put a letter out saying that it's a lie, saying that these standards were written by activists. Um, these standards were not written by activists. They weren't written by Planned Parenthood and there's no critical race theory in it. And so we're like, oh, really? So we developed a whole presentation where everything came from, right from their own website, right from everything that they have. And what we found out, all they did was lie to people and say, this isn't happening, this isn't there, but we could find all of it easy. And so we created a whole presentation based off screenshots of their website, of the stuff they were pushing, um, the side-by-side -side comparison that showed that they got the, Na the Nebraska sex ed standards um, almost word for word from the national sex ed standards, which was developed by nine different um, left-wing activist groups, including Planned Parenthood, Insecus, Answer, and we just exposed all that. Um, we also noticed we started seeing all these books that were in the schools. And so we started encouraging parents to look in the schools and see what's in there. Which is the topic of the day, the books in right. schools. Correct, correct. So that's just, I mean, that's just one part of it. These were the books that they wanted in. Um, you know, it was interesting when you commented, and I think this morning I was told, well, you know, we're being told that they don't teach what that book says. And it was mentioned in the tweet that it, it was taught in the schools. Well, my response is this. I mean, I have the, the Nebraska sex ed standards that every member at the time that was still on the board and every member but one still supports this. And in it, they want to teach 12 and 13 year olds on anal and oral sex and masturbation. Um, they want to sit there and teach all of this incredible stuff to young children. Let me ask this question. When it comes to they want to teach, from what you're, what you're finding out, mm -hmm. how does it go into it, it? obviously is not in play right now. Oh, no, it is. It, it is. They found, where's they, it being taught? They found back doors. So what they do is they get some of this stuff in there, where and they, they disguise it as SEL, social-emotional learning, or diversity and um, inclusion and equity. And that's how they do it. They, they always had backup plans. So they would have an equity council. Okay, we have to let this in. Um, you know, the things with the books. So one thing we got, we, was, we were able to get this letter that the um, Nebraska School Librarians Association sent out. And they sent it to the members of the Nebraska State School Board. And this is January 31st of this year, 2022. And they said, we would like you to keep the following information in mind as you consider passages from books and other library resources shared at local or state board of education meetings. 
School library collections are curated and thoughtfully inclusive in content and perspective to support the curricular and the development needs and interests of students with the goal of inspiring lifelong learners and readers. Book selection can take weeks or even months to curate a list of high-quality books that represent a wide range of authors, genres, topics, views, and experiences that also meet students' needs and interests. Now, I say that because we all know Kirk Penner read out of some of those books, and one of the books was Brave Face. That he, a brave face is what he read out of. Okay. And they accuse Kirk Penner of wanting to burn books. And I remember Channel 8 News literally said, we can't play the audio of what he said or show pictures from the book because of the offensive nature of it. Okay. But this was in schools. Okay, but we're putting them out on tweets now. <laughs> Okay, but but that's okay. So so right. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you put it out. You put it out on a tweet, and everybody's offensive, uh, offended by it. All right, I would have left it up there if it was me. I just would have. I got a a fifteen-year-old. I don't want him seeing it. Because here's the thing. You know, I'm seeing it, but they're seeing it in school because it's there. My son's not seeing it. In fact, as as parents, as, as parents. They are. Have, they should be taking more. Obviously, not a lot of parents take take note of what's going on in the schools. Oh no, they right. And, and, and I, I understand I, I, that. I agree with you. I agree with you. But but here it is. So and this got brought up in a meeting. Um, the Supreme Court ruling Miller versus California established a standard on if if materials are considered obscene. Um, and this has nothing to do with free speech. It okay. has to do with obscenity. Let's, now let's, these books fall in that realm of obscenity. Well, and California is a whole different ball game. You and I talked before we went on the air. Right. I've lived in California five, but this is four for different the United times. States, though. So. Okay, and that's right. that's fair. But you're also yeah. going from the point of California. No, I'm going from the point of the United States Supreme Court ruling on obscenity from California versus Miller. Right. Right. So. Right, but it's still that's how they ruled, and they set the standard for the country on obscenity. So, I mean, it's not like you can say it's from California, Nebraska, whatever. They still set the standard. All right. Now. Here's something. Okay, so the book you said, queer, uh, gender queer. All right. Omaha World Herald staff writer Luna Stevens placed a comment above her article. Her comment was, "The cartoon came from a book that has not been found in any Nebraska school." Well, that's an outright lie. We know for a fact that this book was in Norris Public School. We know it was in Norris Public School on November 10th because it got brought up during a school board meeting. I have a link to the minutes. I've shared it to some reporters that have asked for it so they can see it. Um, well, was- I just looked that one up just so you know before you came on. I did mm-hmm. look that one up. It is in the North Platte Public Library. I will give you that. But I looked in the, I did look it up in the Norris, uh, Norris School District website for the libraries. It is not available Wait, there. Maybe they've taken it out. Well, I'm about to get to that. Okay. If you give me a second. So they sat there on November 10th because a parent had brought it to the superintendent's attention, John Schwartz, who now, as of July, went to uh, Miller Public School. Um, But last November, he brought the book with him. And he sat there and acknowledged that this was there. It's obscene. It's being removed. And he took it out. Um, I checked Saturday, and Omaha Central High School had the book Available. It was checked out, but you could still reserve it. That is true. Okay, so that was there. So it is in there. 
and the media just chose not to do one bit of checking. I mean, you took two seconds to find that out. Mm -hmm. They didn't even take that much time. They just said it's not found in any school. Now, <laughs> you, have other, you, you have other books. So one in particular that's very interesting is Looking for Alaska. They say that the reading level is four to, fourth to sixth grade. And the boy in the story, he's 16. Now, now I, will, I will say reading level does not always 100% correlate to, to content. But what they do is they give special credit to certain classes, and it says so in here on certain schools, that reading it gets you extra points for doing so in, in there. And some of these books that I can bring up, um, they're actually designed for uh, four to eight-year-olds. Not fourth graders to eighth graders, four to eight-year-olds, all right? But in this book... Um, uh, now, is this book being taught in school? Looking for Alaska. No, it's available for it. Okay. It's available, it's available. for the kids there. Okay, and um, and this, it, we this will one, say there, there's a giant difference between available, accessible, and being taught. Right. But remember, the health standards, all of this stuff was included in the health standards that people like Deb Neary and Robin Stevens want. All that, right? that, that they want, this, not, this that is is being, not that it's being taught. It's still, it's still being slowly dripped into the schools. This we know. Yes, that, that, that's in. the point. That's the point. And it's not being taught, which is why the health standards have been brought up, which is why you guys have fought against them, which is why you right. said 18 months ago you guys started this. I want to go back to that part very quickly okay. where I asked so that we can establish expertise. Are, is, are you just a, just a citizen who is concerned, or are, are you attached to a group who's going through all of this? Because 18, you, you do, 18, I will say this, you carry a lot of weight within the Republican Party, especially across social media where I, I see you. I, you know what, I have, I have such a small role in the Republican Party. I am a committee man, that is it, um, and a delegate, that's it. I don't have any leadership in the um, executive part of the party at all. Um, so, I mean, they say I carry a lot of weight. I carry a lot of weight because no, I, I travel I, around the state and I talk to people, something that, that most, that's of our, what I mean. most of our um, uh, elected officials should be doing, but they don't. And that's what people want. Um, no, it, this started off with just myself and two friends. Uh, two of the friends were very good uh, um, researchers and had a lot of time on their hands, and we spent a lot of time going through this. We also found out there were multiple groups all over the state that were doing the same thing, and when we all, when we would cross paths, we realized we all came up with the same material mm -hmm. and the same conclusion without ever speaking to each other. I met a group uh, when I that was in town in July um, that was having a conference and they were this whole group of professors and they were talking about critical race theory and this comprehensive sex ed that's going all throughout the country and I showed them my stuff and it was almost identical to what they had. Uh, so no, it was just you know being a concerned grandfather. Uh, you know my, my youngest son is 22 so he's out of school on that. Um, but you know, I've got I've got two granddaughters right now. Uh, I I don't want this in our schools. This isn't. This just is something. Why do we want to steal the childhood um, of these kids? You yeah. know, they they're only children once. Let them be children. Why is this stuff being shoved down their throat? And it doesn't need to be. Why is, is it, it so necessary for a twelve year old girl to sit there and be educated on anal sex? But they're not being. Are they being educated? Or is this, this information? Is, this, this, is this, is, this is what they want. This is what they want to do. They're being educated. There's a major I difference. Said, to why should they have them educated on this, okay? But they're currently not. Okay, 
Which is which is what we keep saying. If there was a, if they were being okay. So educated. so what do we do? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys you guys are confusing me. So sh- should we just wait for the crime to be committed no, no, before no, no, we do no, it? No, 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 no. I'm never said. I've I got, never said that was being taught. Now I'm saying that that is what they're trying to get in the schools right now. That is what the state board of education has been trying. You said to that they're do. being educated. I said, why do you want to educate them in this? They are being educated on a lot of this stuff through the guise of social emotional learning, diversity, inclusion, and equity. This is all, a lot of this is just a backdoor for a lot of the stuff that they're pushing in there. We also know that they are, they've got critical race theory in there and they are pushing that in the schools, even though they say they're not. No, that, is, that, that has been proven that that is the case. They are doing that. And right. Said, but remember, number, and remember number last year they lied. They lied forever about that 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 wasn't being done and then finally a reporter at the world herald called me up and said oh i'm doing an article now i'd like to talk to you because oh the uh this the teachers unions have just acknowledged that oh yeah i know we were saying it wasn't in there but now it is in there and yes we support it okay it's the same it's the same stuff they say oh this isn't in there this isn't in there well we know the books are in there i can tell you what books and what schools they are in because i have a whole list right here the books are in there though i mean you're sitting there talking at first about looking for alaska yeah it is it is in it is in schools i was looking it up on the, on the school library but they're also available in public libraries too which kids are in, in, encouraged to go to, and I'm not saying right. that I want my kids necessarily right. to go find these. But Scott they Middle are School, it. my Scott Middle School is already doing teacher training on parts of the sex ed standards. They brought in a transgender speaker to speak to a mandatory meeting for teachers to sit there and tell them how kids need to be taught. In fact, one comment this transgender person said was only, I think it was, only 36% of school kids are having sex. And we need to get that up so that their psychological, sexual urges and needs are being met. Do we have, how do you, how do you, I mean, is there their record of this? I mean, I'm not, I, and I'm not saying that yeah, it didn't happen. I'm it not saying done. it didn't happen. Been, it, yeah, this are, there, is are there minutes that, that, are, that go along with that? No, they didn't have minutes. They just had people that were there that were recording it and reporting it to people. Okay. So, right, just so, just so a we, couple minutes left in this segment because uh, Matt Ennis has been kind enough to come in and, and talk about this topic. I, got, I do one question on, as you guys started 18 months ago, and you've, you've been working on this, you've got a bunch of documentation. As you said, you've been putting a lot of it out in memes. I personally would be interested to see it all in 64 pages because... I don't, I'm a, I'm a nerd to go, go through back all of the that last stuff. 18 months on my Facebook page. There you go. I went back five weeks and I was already too far. But I want to ask, what is the, the end goal that you guys, that you want? What are the, the sexual education? What are the reproductive and health standards that you guys would like to see in, in schools? Well, first of all, I think it should be left to the parents and it should be left to the local communities. In fact, uh, back in 2011, 2012, this came to the, State Board of Education, and they wanted to do this. Bob Evnen was on the State Board of Education. He'd be a good one to talk to about this. And they wanted this in there. And Bob Evnen said, no, we are not going to sit there, put standards in there, and tell local communities what they have to sit there and teach their children. It should be local. They're going to sit there and have the best ideas for their kids. Now, you know, this is something, what do I want out of this? Well, Matt Ennis can't do anything alone. I want to educate the parents so they know what's going on. Every time I do a presentation, I start off the presentation just like I did Friday night. I sit there and I say, find where I'm wrong. I hand out, 
I spend the money, my money, on handouts, full-color handouts that I give to everybody to look at it. And I understand that Deb Neary and Jane Klebb and, and all these leftists say that um, the handouts are being handed out by these candidates. I'm the only one handing out these handouts. I'm the only one doing this. No candidate has called a teacher a groomer. I've not. Nobody can prove that anybody has called a teacher a groomer that's part of this at all. I have referred to Deb Neary and Robin Stevens and a number of others that you want to sit there and desensitize, desensitize children to the sexual activity and this perversion, that is by the very definition, grooming. Matt, I thank you for coming in, giving, yes. giving your side there. You can find him on Facebook. I believe Truth Social as well. Is that correct? Red State Rebellion. All right. Next half hour, we are going to get to your phone calls. You can get those on our Rick Stein Recognition Talking Text Line, 402-479-1400. This is KI. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Caleb Henry and Steve King in studio. Also got Johnny Cadillac helping out a little bit as well. If you missed any of that conversation with Matt Innes, we will have it on the podcast at KLIN.com, also on the free KLIN app. And wherever you get podcasts as well. It kind of gets out there a little bit. That's been a big project for Steve King since he's been here on getting all of our shows well, spread out as much as possible. I see. You've got your own podcast too, man. Yeah, the Hey Dad podcast. You probably don't want to know this. I might not have an episode tomorrow. We've been a little busy. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> We've been a little busy. Game week. We'll get it figured out, but there's a lot of great episodes on there. Um, and all of our shows. Jack Mitchell's got the Jack Mitchell podcast. There's also the Lincoln Business Beat that Mark Vale has been hosting, as well as all of our local shows. Now, if you would like to join the conversation from this last half hour, you can do so on the, do so on the Rick Stein Recognition talk and text line 402-479-1400. We do have a couple of callers, and we will get to Natalie here in just a second, but first got an email email from Mindy, who says, listening to the show, wanted to provide facts on the training at Scott Middle School. On Wednesday, August 10th, a professional learning session was offered to all school nurses, school counselors, school social workers, psychologists, and psychotherapists titled Supporting All Students. Teachers were not invited to this training. It was only for certified staff in roles that support students. Focus was on helping staff who work with at-risk populations to better understand definitions, terminology, characteristics, and challenges they may encounter while serving and supporting students who identify as L. LGBTQ+. Ryan Salins is a nationally recognized speaker and author from Nebraska that uses data and strategies to help staff and organizations understand how to best support individuals who identify as such. This information is not shared with students. This was information and training for staff if they are approached by a student who indicate they are transitioning. And and right now, they, they bring up a valid point. This is for educational purposes for the teachers, instructors, and those behind the scenes so they can be support for the children. In my role as sports director, this is what it is when you learn that somebody has maybe been limping a little bit, but it's not necessarily an injury. It's background information for a lot of it. We're going to go to our phone lines now, and we have got Natalie on the line. Natalie, welcome into Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, guys. Good to talk with you. Hey, thanks for coming on. What, What do you got for us? Well, yeah, you know, Mr. Nolte had a lot to say, and I know that this is a conservative show with conservative audiences, and we're talking mainly about a tweet that Nebraska GOP sent out about a particular book uh, that isn't in Nebraska high schools right now, but is aimed at later adolescence and is a book that people like myself and other left-leaning people would like to see in, in high school public libraries, public high school libraries, so that people like myself can have some stories to read that 
that speaks to their experience. Um, it's no secret that we're talking about, you know, sex. We're talking about sexual relations. We're talking about growing into yourself and knowing yourself, which happens around that age. And, you know, I went to public school. Um, I had a Republican English teacher who put Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead in my hand as a sophomore or a junior, um, you know, which is a book that a lot of conservatives appreciate, which is in high school libraries, and so is Atlas Shrugged. Both of those books depict sex in pretty graphic terms in those, in those books. Uh, Ayn didn't shy away from talking about physical intimacy in her stories, part of the human experience. And I think that it's something that students in a public school setting should be able to at least have access to. We're not talking about things that are part of any sex ed curriculum. These are just possibly being able to be accessed in public libraries. And just like Atlas Shrugged or Fountainhead or maybe some other conservative stories that depict sex acts in graphic ways uh, that are considered part of the literary itinerary for young adults to be reading, um, I think that things like genderqueer and other things uh, that certain parts of our society would like to single out as especially disgusting, um, which actually aren't, you know, and are depicting sex in much the same ways as some other conservative, um, conservative stories that are held in high regard uh, talk about sex. So uh, thanks so much for you know, being honest with your listenership and, and giving me a chance to really run there, guys. I, I appreciate you. I know that you've got some other people on the phone lines, uh, but there's some thoughts for you and your listeners to think about. And um, I hope to be able to talk with you guys again soon. Oh, I know we will, Natalie. We've had you on a couple of times, so we appreciate the comments. Um, and we'll go on to our next caller, Dan, which, by the way, that opens up a line on the Rick Stein Recognition Talk and Text Line, 402 479 1400. Dan is next on Drive Time Lincoln. Dan, what do you got for us tonight? Hi, thanks very much for having me, uh, letting me speak. I appreciate you taking the call. Absolutely. What do you got? Well, that that Norris book was there. So to say that it was never in the school is not factual. Mm -hmm. And then we know that if you can get bonus points or extra credit for reading the book, then it is by definition part of the curriculum. So it was part of the curriculum. They're giving the kids' opportunity to achieve more by reading that book. So it's in there. Dan, the, the, Dan I, would ju I would just ask you real quick, would uh, A Tale of Two Cities be a book on the fourth grade curriculum? I don't know. Have you ever read? Maybe. Have, I've seen, I've seen uh, say, fourth grade. How old would that be? Ten years old? Not, yeah, eight, nine eight, years eight, old. Nine years old, yeah. I've seen kids read uh, advanced books. But then the comment by the LPS speaker was, you, you, you asked him if it was recorded in the minutes. Well, we know that it was recorded by several of those people in attendance mm -hmm. Okay. on social media. So, yes, it was recorded. Was it recorded on video? I don't, I don't know. Right. Was it recorded in the minutes? Doubtfully, why would they? But we know that people in attendance recorded it, and they recorded it on social media. They published it. And they witnessed it, and they and you have many people saying that it happened. I, I have no doubt it did happen. Mm -hmm. But that that speaker said that uh, if only thirty eight percent of students are having sex, that's way too low. That's what they were saying, right? Yeah. So, so we're clutching our pearls 
that an image on Twitter offends us. But the fact is that image, and we don't want our 15-year-olds to see that image, but the fact is that kids younger than 15 had access to that book. So, well, I mean, what's the real issue here? Is that Twitter, Twitter already has something set up so that they can edit and take down vulgar pictures. But what about, who is it but, but the watchdogs that can take a book out of that Norris school? So if the school, if the book isn't in Norris now, why is that? It's because concerned people said this is inappropriate for our children. Just like the gentleman who was uh, talking to Ennis said he doesn't want his 15-year-old to see that image. Well, I don't want children to see those images either. That's why I don't want them in public school. And that's where the parents come in, and they come in, and they say so. And you're right. If they want to go into these schools and say, I don't want it, you're 100% right. But at the same time, there's also a large group of kids out there who are at risk. I mean, I identify as conservative in mindset, but I also have an open mind to what's going on. And I see there is a very large group of kids out there who are at risk. Maybe this isn't the right book. Maybe it's not. But that tweet, I can assure you, was not appropriate. And I'll also point out, too, yeah, Twitter can take it down. But the Internet will have it forever. That's how I found it. Steve, what both you and Dan said is something I want to encourage parents to be involved, whether you are, um, whether you want that book, whether you don't want that book, other books, whatever it is. Be involved as the child of teachers. I want you parents a lot more involved in your child's education than we are seeing currently. Um, thank you again to Dan. Rick's on Recognition, Talking Text Line, 402-479-1400. We go to Rick now on Drive Time Lincoln. Rick, what do you got for us tonight? Well, I'm one of those parents that uh, do get involved. And Good. As a matter of fact, excellent. I, I am a. We are a uh, longtime Lincolnite who had moved south to Kansas in a small town of 400 people. Mm-hmm. My children went to parochial school, and then had to go to public school. My last two, they hated it. Um, my gripe is, I don't understand who chooses the curriculum and the choices of books or subject matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was was told she had to do a report by Roxane Gay, which is called Bad Feminist. I don't know if any of you guys ever read it. I took the time out of my time to go read the book, uh, pretty much trashing everything that's a norm in our society, including all you white men that are, by, by the way, the most evil thing on this planet. By the way, I am a minority, and I find all the stuff that she said on there pretty much self-pity. Some of you guys will probably think it's I'm being ridiculous, but you know what? I've never had a single white man, black man, brown man tell me how my life's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the gripes that these supposedly this lady had. And this, this was all an essay, opinion matter book. Right. My daughter was told that she had to read it and give an essay. Mm-hmm. I told her, no, you don't. It's garbage, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of time our parents are very... Well, they're busy. They don't take the time to understand what's going on in their children's lives. And so they kind of fall the wayside. And I think more parents really need to be more involved. I'm not saying that that particular book or any other books should be banned or anything. But in my family, let me explain this to you. My family, it will be. I will not have them read it mm-hmm. if she chooses not to read it by, by daughter. Um, it isn't trying to get out of the book, but the subject matter and what was being said was not something she was raised on. And so I get very irritable when I see all this stuff 
and who is actually coming up with these? When I brought it up to the school and the school superintendent, I had uh, the I don't know. Look, keep in mind she's graduated from a class of eleven. <laughs> I, 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 I identify with that. How do you not know what is being taught in your classroom? And then by a teacher who I found out is very liberal. And that's fine. You know what? I want my children to be exposed to everything. But at the same time, do not tell my children that you have to read, believe, or uh, be pro in what it is you're trying to teach. Some of the stuff you're teaching, in my opinion, we should have an option as parents to say no. I would, and, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember growing up, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older, but at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s. The thing I remember as a kid, and my parents were involved in it, growing up in Texas, the school districts put out all of the books for the parents to see and read before they allowed them in the schools. And those parents then would stand up and say, I do or I do not want that book in there. Unfortunately... I don't think that that's happening anymore in any school district across the United States. They don't do that anymore. And in fact, it took me saying, then, if this is the case, I will go to the school board. I will personally read every book that she is requesting these children to read. And I will bring up my, my opinion on what I think on these books are. Maybe no other parents could care less. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, I will go up to the school board and I will bring it up and ask you, as a conservative farming ranching community, do you want this kind of subject matter? Uh, again, what really irritated me was the fact that this book was an essay about a black woman who blames everything on white people and white men in particular. Well, Rick, I thank you for uh, I thank you for listening. Thank you for calling, and uh, thank you for being an involved parent. At, at the end of the day, whether we agree on stuff, as long as we're involved, I think we can find a path forward for everything. Brenda is next on Drive Time Lincoln. Brenda, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thanks. I'm from Kearney. And oh, hello, Carney. I lived there for seven years, so I, I like hearing from you. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't really have a comment about the books, but I do have a comment about the SEL and the curriculum and the teaching okay. and the trainings in the school system. Um, I'm pretty involved um, with our school board candidates here in town and the previous school board, um, several members and um, administrators are flat out able to say that SEL and CRT is not in our school system. However, parents just take that for granted that they're being told the truth. And we all as parents want to trust our schools, our teachers and administrators when we drop off our kids that they're going to be protected and safe and learn their core subjects. But on Kearney Public Schools, if you go right to their mission statement and their strategic plan, one of their pillars is um, social-emotional learning. And if you continue to scroll down, um, they're putting it all under one of the guiding principles called climate and culture. Mm -hmm. And under that, it says social, emotional, and mental health, well-being, and, and connectedness. So what they're doing is they're slipping all this in under mental health and wellness. And SEL is the curriculum that they're putting in KCLC, 
which is the after-school program for elementary kids. Yeah. And so, you know, people that say it's not here and they're not being taught, it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's right there in black and white is people just would go and read a little further. Well, Brenda, I appreciate you calling and listening from Kearney. Uh, Rick Stein Recognition Talk and Text Line. A couple of lines open, 402-479-1400. If you would like to add a comment to the conversation, if you're comfortable talking on the air, feel free to call us there. Or you can send a text to that same number, 402-479-1400. Natalie, a different Natalie, joins us on Drive Time Lincoln. Welcome to DTL, Natalie. Hi, thank you very much. Um, I'm from western Nebraska originally, but I live um, in the Lincoln area today. Okay. And have been really following this this story and have called several of the schools and the LPS to make sure I, like, got the full picture of this. Um, and so I guess my concern is, is really twofold. One is... Um, really at the at the basis like we're an educational we're talking about an educational institution and so my request to lps is where are you in in bringing an alternative perspective um in this topic because there are lots of lots of alternative perspectives out there Mm -hmm. and i think that by not bringing in some of that you're they're setting themselves up for for major risk and not themselves but you're risking our children's lives and i think they're not they're not um there's there's some studies out there for example I, people may be familiar with an abigail schreier and she talks she's an author and she stuck her neck out there for this kind of topic because it's clearly um controversial and she talks very much about how this is more of a of a social and cultural phenomenon and it's not an actual um you know kids are not that are transitioning don't actually have the medical gender dysphoria of of which we speak. And that historically has been below 0.01%, which is tiny. And so then what what are we doing in our society and our community here where we're all of a sudden allowing and bringing kids who have hormones going like crazy, who are very vulnerable and giving them this, you know, whenever it's what's frustrating to me is when you teach this, then people, parents start to, parents and teachers start to look for this. Like when a girl wears boys' clothes or that she doesn't like pink. And so all of a sudden now they're supposed to be a boy. Like that's, that's not, you know, that's not even common sense. And so, um, I, my employ, uh, I employ, employ LPS to go try and get another speaker in here and present a, a well, a well-rounded perspective. Natalie, thanks for your call this evening. And uh, also, thank you for go ahead and, and calling your local school districts to to find out the the full story, um, which again goes back to being involved with your local school districts. It is five fifty five. We're going to wrap up a Monday drive time, Lincoln. Next, this is fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. You're to the four one one from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Caleb Henry and Steve King wrapping things up here on a Monday drive time. Lincoln Johnny Cadillac hung out with us in studio as well. Did some good, did a good job answering some phone calls. So we thank Johnny, who is going to have a podcast coming out 
Stay tuned for more information on that. If you missed any of our conversation with Matt Innes earlier today, again, thank you to Matt for coming in, or any of the phone call conversation we had in the second half of the show, you can find all of that on the podcast section at KLIN.com, and that podcast also goes out to wherever you listen. Steve, you haven't been on air with us in a while. Did you have fun? I had a blast today. Matter of fact, uh, watching watching the, the, the discussion, I love the fact that we were able to go on both sides. So, uh, of course, every time anybody calls into the station, I love watching it. But from the from the from the management standpoint, I loved it. We'll have more in the morning on LNK Today with Jack and Friends at 6 in the morning. It's now 6 in the evening on KLI.